Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Well, here we are. The granddaddy of them all. <laughs> Let's start that over. I interrupted you. No, no, you didn't. That's all I just said. I just said the granddaddy of them all. You know me. It was kind of uh, like, kinda like Sh- Kyle Shanahan in the second half, just starting off with some bullshit. Dude, it lived up to the hype, man. It was, it was quite a game. It was all the way down, down to overtime, dude. Down to the last. I was one of the uh, the few that Tony Romo was making fun of at the end that thought that it would be the end of the game. If they didn't like score because they let the game run, the clock run I was like, oh my god! Oh yeah, I was like, bro, they're letting the clock run. Let's yeah. go, bro! Like yeah. they're just giving, they're giving the 49ers and Antonio. When I was, explained it, I was like, oh. When I was rewatching it today, I I couldn't hear it because I was at a Super Bowl party, as I'm sure you were, and like I didn't hear. Tony Actually, Romo. wasn't you weren't? I so I woke up Sunday morning and I had. Woke up with the meanest cough. I mean, I'm still kind of dealing with it right now. Damn, so it's going to be an Alex up. talking episode. Nice. <laughs> oh, the meanest cough. And like, I wasn't completely like sick, sick, where I'm like, oh, dude, like, uh, I'm out of it. Like, yeah. RIP. Now, I was like, I woke up with a mean cough, but also it was just like, I can somewhat function, but my energy just, I didn't, I could tell like my body's fighting something because just my lack of energy. Like, yeah, I just, I, I got up, you know, did my little morning routine and then I was just coughing so much. And I was just like, I took some like uh, Mucinex and I just laid back down and dude, I stayed in bed probably till like three o'clock Damn. just cause you know, my, I just, I was so tired and I knew from that, I was like, shit, man, my, my body's fighting something. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it out to anything later today. Because, I mean, it's Sunday. It's one of those things where I could probably, you know, tough it out. But yeah. tomorrow's Monday. I got work tomorrow. Yeah. It's, I'm, it's one or the other. Either I, I let my body rest, I chill, so that way I'm ready to go for work, or I tough it out and then like RIP to me at work tomorrow. Like no way, Jose doing load management over here on a Sunday. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, I got, I had to choose, I had to choose. And I was just like, man, I was, I was like, I just, I have to call it. Like I can't, I had to call it in. I was like, I can't, I really can't. And um, honestly, it wasn't until like Monday. I was good enough to like, I had enough energy to get through work like the eight hours. And then once I got home, I was like, that's all I was like, Michael Jordan flu game. Like that once the <laughs> game was over, once, once work was over, I got home. That was all I had. Like I'm, I'm I went straight to bed. Like Fun I gave it all I, I heard, got. Uh, yesterday was um, 60 million people took off on Monday from work. 330 plus million people in the U S yeah. Including, children and elderly and retired people, things like that. 60 million took off on Monday. So you could have been one of the 60, but you toughed it out. 
yeah, it's just uh, it wasn't until today I really I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, yeah, that there goes my energy. Like I, I I'm good again. Like I still have a good. little because we yeah. usually record on Wednesdays, but tomorrow's Valentine's Day, which I was explaining to my 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 friend here that. I think it's one of the best holidays for single people because nobody bugs me. Everybody's out with their significant other. I get to do whatever I want because nobody's around. Nobody's like, it's just, it's really nice. It's like a nice, for somebody like me, who's constantly talking to people, constantly around people, it's a nice day to just be like, okay, I don't have to do anything tonight. Like I can just relax in the middle of the week. No meetings, no anything. Cause everybody has to go out and do the thing with as a single person. I kind of appreciate it. But we had to move the podcast to Tuesday, so I'm glad your energy levels are back to normal, so you could perform today. Oh yeah, this, uh, this is this is like you said, the granddaddy of them all, bro. This is the granddaddy of them all. My, Super Bowl. Uh, I did make it to a party, but my Saturday was long, and uh, the story is not relevant to sports, so I'm not going to share it. But it was a long day. I was in bed until equally. I, I woke up about seven thirty eight a.m. Went back to bed probably 30 minutes, an hour later till about 1 p.m. Got up and essentially got ready for the Super Bowl party. And that's all I did on Sunday. So I'm with you. I just I just toughed it out. I didn't feel sick, though. I was just exhausted. So great game. But back to the original point, I was at a Super Bowl party, so I did not hear Tony Romo say until I rewatched it today about how it's it's a, it's a quarter thing. Like I didn't I didn't realize that. Is that new? Is that a new over? Is that a part of the rules? Yeah, it's ever since it's the Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City Chief rule, bro. When uh, they I, had I that, epi- was, yeah, they 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 included that you have a possession for each team. I didn't realize they also implemented like if the time runs out, like it just rolls over into another quarter. You know, yeah. So it's 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 not like um, you know, because San Francisco had the ball for a while there. They had a pretty yeah, long drive, yeah, about nine minutes. So eight, nine minutes. it's it's not like they could have like just went on this. 15 play i mean how long is overtime is was it 10 minutes or 15, 15 minutes? minutes it's not like they could have went on like a 20 play 14 and a half minute like they couldn't have just ran out the whole clock and just kicked the field goal at the end and then oh hey we won no you still haven't given the ball back to the chiefs so yeah it's it's pretty much in a way you think of it as college yeah for for like the first change of possessions like, I like it, each dude. team like, gets a possession it made it it made it uh it made it better i just wasn't aware until i rewatched it today but that was uh that was something at the very end it was it was exhilarating until the very last second or at least what i thought was the very last second of the game yeah i mean crazy game uh overall i mean i know we're going to dive into different aspects but overall to me the 49ers blew this game and not even the 49ers I cannot place blame on any individual player I don't I don't think Brock Purdy played bad I don't think Christian McCaffrey played I don't think Ayuk played bad Debo Kittle, et cetera, et cetera. Offensive line, questionable at certain at some clutch moments. But overall, this man, Kyle Shanahan. I I I I can't 
it's hard for me to wrap my head around some of these things that he does. And the thing is, this is now the third Super Bowl. You know, now this is, you know, it's starting, starting to become a thing now. Um, you know, NBA, you go over to the NBA, you think Doc Rivers, oh, you know, Kyle, NFL, Kyle Shanahan. Chill, dude. I have, dude, I have so many complaints about, like, Shanahan, offensive mind, brilliant. But what the fuck is the use of that if, like, you, 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 don't, you can't call plays for shit? I, let me just start with this. Second half. Third quarter, that qu- third quarter was atrocious. The play calling was atrocious. Why are you passing the ball on every single play? That's one. Why are you, pa- why are you not running the ball? It was so bad. Tony Romo was on the broadcast like, they need to run the ball. Like they can't run the, like they won't run the ball. They need to run the ball to us. Even if they're not getting anything like run the ball, that's, that's your bread and butter. Like you can't just keep throwing it on every down. Cause that's, that's what the chiefs want, bro. That's what they're good at. They got two all pro corners, bro. Sneed and McDuffie. That's what they do. They got Chris Jones up the middle. They want you to pass the rock. Cause that's where they get you. Yeah, essentially the uh, three possessions they had in the third quarter, the last one led to a touchdown, but it bled into the fourth quarter. It started, you know, two minutes left in the third. Um, They had three punts prior with each each possession only having three plays. The first two possessions, uh, three straight pass plays, two of them being in shotgun each, same, like same. And then the third possession they had a Chris McCaffrey run and then two pass plays. So only run one run throughout three possessions coming out of the third. And then finally they piece together the 12 play play drive, but that started, you know, two and a half minutes left in the third. And um you I, I knew pretty early Kansas City was going to win this game just because you kept seeing it. San Francisco was obviously the better team as a whole, the better team, but they just kept, they kept shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. And this is Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about this is the grim reaper. This is the guy, this is, you got to kill him when you can especially after that first drive CMC fumbling. Yeah. That was tough. That was the last person I expected to ever do anything like have a turnover in this game. But overall, Kyle Shanahan is the number one blame for in my eyes for this loss. Hmm. Because of his horrific play calling in that second half, mainly the third quarter. Um, not having his team coached enough to where, coached well enough to where these guys are coming press, post-game press conference saying they didn't know the overtime rules. I mean, what in the actual fuck? Even if you don't know the overtime rules, you don't 
you don't say it. Yeah. You don't let everybody know. That's... And honestly, I'm pretty certain, I'm hoping, honestly, that Cal Shanahan didn't know the overtime rules either. Because <laughs> this bullshit about, uh, oh, well, the analytics say uh, we wanted the ball third. Bro, fuck your analytics. You're going against Patrick Mahomes. You don't <laughs> let Patrick Mahomes go second. You don't give him an extra down. Yeah, what, what do you think this is, bro? And, and then it makes it even worse with the Chiefs saying, like, oh, we, are, we had this planned out for weeks. If we would have got the ball second, they would have scored a touchdown. We would have went for two to win the game. Bro, Kyle Shanahan, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, I legit, like, everything about, like, all these questions surrounding him and these big-time games and whatnot all got exposed. All in this Super Bowl got exposed. Because he does the same thing every time, especially mm. in that third quarter where he just wanted to pass, pass, pass. Dude doesn't, like, is he stubborn? Is, is that the kind of guy? I don't know. I mean, I don't know him as a person. So is he, like, is he a stubborn person? Like, what's going on here? Is it, does he, was he just trying to force Brock Purdy to be MVP or... I just don't, I don't understand. And you know what? Okay, cool. You want to throw all passes, whatever. Two all pro corners, bro. That's two. Oh, look, balloons again. Two all pro corners. Why are the plays you're calling targeting those two all pro? That's like, that's like, bro, like, say if you were back in the days going against Deion Sanders, you're like, hey, bro. You know what? We're calling this pass play. We're gonna throw to Deion Sanders. Whoever we're gonna throw whoever's going against Deion Sanders. Like, no, you don't. I'm not trying to say Snead or McDuffie is equivalent to Deion Sanders, but these are these are all pro corners. All pro corners. And Mc, there were some routes. McDuffie ran the route for the receivers on a couple plays. Like these guys are legit. And then lastly, I'll end on this. Let you go however you want to take this. How the fuck does you have two weeks of preparation? Why does Tony Romo know the Chiefs defense better than you? Kyle Shanahan, you have two weeks. You're an offensive guru, offensive mastermind. Tony Romo in the booth knows the Chiefs defense better than you. Every, even me, I'm like, dude, Romo said it. He's like, Big third down, what does Spagnolo like to do? He he wants to come after you. He's gonna blitz you. Every big third down, what did Spagnolo do? Blitz. What did did Shanahan have a play call for the blitz? No. And you know, I, I'm tired of people blaming Brock Purdy for the third down execution, like, oh, he was only, I don't know what the fucking stats are. They're, they're bad. They're atrocious. His stats on third down. It's not his fault. Like, if you think that it is Brock Purdy's fault for them not executing on third down, you don't know football because the play calls. He, he does what the play, he does what the coach calls 
the play that the coach calls. The coach, Kyle Shanahan, set Brock Purdy up for failure on those third downs. Why did he not know Spagnuolo was going to blitz every single one big, every single big third down, the ones that they really needed? I don't know. I don't know why he didn't know. Okay. I guess your cough is gone, bro. You're good. Fucking heated. I love it. Um, I don't think I have quite as long of a monologue as you about this, but I do think you're I think you're right on definitely the play calling, but I'm not going to say it was quote unquote like I I mean he didn't make correct play calling for the scenario, but I think ultimately Andy Reid especially rewatching today the the fourth quarter and the overtime, the overtime drive especially when they got into the opponents into the 49ers uh, inside the 50. Dude, it was some very creative good plays called by Andy Reid that were just wide open. I mean, the the one that Travis Kelsey had right at the, I believe, like 12-yard line, he caught it. He he chipped the the outside uh, end, I believe, or the linebacker, and then peels in and turns. It's like a two-yard pass. And then he rolls off the offensive lineman, goes the other direction. The play wasn't designed to go that way. And kind of sidesteps another linebacker and goes like nine, 10 yards too. And that was the play that set up, according to my roommate here I was talking with, he said that it was uh, the same play that they scored on this year was the same play they scored on last year to win the game. That like flat route by a different receiver, but the same flat route, which I rewatched. And the, I don't know who it is, 33, I could look it up, but he bit. Uh, 33 on the defense? Yeah, on the defense for the 49ers. Okay. I just watched this like, you know, 30, 45 minutes ago and 33 for the defense kind of bit on the inside of that flat route. And then when he went out, he didn't guard the bubble like flat route area. He just kind of like like feathered off. Into- he he assumed he assumed that route was going to be a drag. So he didn't like emphasize yeah, covering, the flat. Really covering the flat. And that was just like blown defense right there. Blown coverage, I think, because if you look at the very end of the play, there's two of the 49ers players essentially standing in the same area. You know, because one of them didn't take the flat. And it should have been the outside guy who was 33. That's my opinion. I'm not a defensive coordinator or anything, but that's that's what I saw because that was the blown coverage there. But prior to that, I mean, number one, Patrick Mahomes. This is this is why I picked the Chiefs, man. Because Patrick Mahomes made seemingly every correct decision down the stretch, especially on it was the fourth quarter he had a huge run and in overtime he had a huge run, both for 10-plus yards. And they were crucial. So... It, Brock Purdy didn't it didn't really move that much. I felt like he didn't he didn't utilize. He's not a running quarterback, but he didn't utilize the open space he could have to gain simple yards. And there was there was play calling, especially by Shanahan on the end of the fourth. Like they had a stuffed run play to the right that was it was just it was just silly to me. Like watching it, it didn't make there were there were certain like when I looked at the defense and like because I would rewatch it over and over certain plays and. It, it just seemed like for whatever reason, like certain plays, they would stack the defense would stack one side and they'd still run the play that direction. They wouldn't audible out of it, which doesn't make sense to me. So and there wasn't a lot of checking to see if they were in zone or in man. And there wasn't a lot of movement. Like it wasn't very creative offensive scheme. That's and, the thing. Yeah. I was going to say real quick. It, you saw a lot of that in the first half when they yeah. when they kept moving the ball. Yeah. With the and whatnot, you, you and saw. The Juwan, uh, um, what's his name? Well, Debo had the had the the reverse, the double reverse. I think that was in the second half, though. Um, double reverse. There was a double reverse to Debo. That was a yeah, creative. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of movement on the line pre pre snap. 
No, in, in the first half, there was, which is why, like, it was a typical Shanahan offense that you would see where, oh, we're giving you all these looks, all these ooh, yeah. ooh, ah, yeah. different misdirection and whatnot, yeah. all that in the second half. Utilizing, like, everybody. Like, Debo's the, the Swiss Army knife, which, I mean, he he didn't seem like a factor. George Kittle only caught, I believe, one pass. I could double-check the stats. I think, it, I think it's two. There. Two passes. Juszczyk caught a couple, I mean, down the stretch that were pretty huge. CMC ended up, I saw it when I was watching, it was like 75 rushing yards, 80 receiving yards is what I saw going down the stretch. He ended up finishing 80 rushing yards and receiving 80 yards receiving yards. So 160 yard, total yards with one touchdown. I mean, I think he had 22 touches on the ground. Like play call wise, like if you look at it on paper, people would say you're wrong. But like if you watch the game, like CMC should have had the ball in, I think more but maybe in like different scenarios, like he might have shouldn't got he should have gotten the same workload. It's just they he put him in weird spots. Like he was running the ball really effective. It seemed like in the in the first half, like six to nine a clip at least, and then all of a sudden it teetered off, and then they would get scared and they would go pass. And then I mean Brock was accurate as could be if you watch him. He was putting it in in, in little keyholes everywhere, and I think the receivers played well. But ultimately, like. I just think that if you if you watch the both the defenses are stacked, but Bosa didn't have a sack, dude. If you watch, Bosa w- it was on Mahomes' neck like at least four times in the second half, and never got a complete sack. Had a couple tackles for loss, but he was essentially a non-factor. Meanwhile, Chris Jones, the two overthrows in the second half that Brock Purdy had, Chris Jones was on his neck, and and, and then I mean Spagnola called that great play on third down where they opened up the the gate and it was like or maybe it was four it was third down it was, yeah it was third down i think toward towards the end of regulation uh because if the 49ers would have got that first down they could have just milked the clock yeah and kicked the game winning field yeah. goal so, yeah, so they, they had milked it real it was it was pretty solid at that that point. one was actually good because that was a disguise blitz is slot blitz mcduffie yeah. came yeah. in untouched yeah and but still, it's one of those things where Kyle Shanahan, come on, did you do your scouting report? Like, well, you just, I mean, there's no checks on that play. Like, there's no movement, there's nothing. So it, it's like, and you just don't see, so you don't get any looks. And so Brock, I mean, Brock's a year and a half into this dude, like playing in the Super Bowl against, you know, one of the better defenses in the league. And this is the Super Bowl with Andy Reid and all the preparation they've had for two weeks. And you don't like set him up for success. I agree with you in a lot of cases. I'm not going to place 100% the blame on Shanahan because I, I think ultimately, like, the Chiefs, like they won this game, dude. Like they, they, I think that's that's more my angle. Is I'll agree with you that I think if you're going to take the 49ers lost this game, I would place the blame on Shanahan as well. Okay, but how I, did the 49ers not lose this game? Patrick Mahomes, I don't know because no, no, I, no, no, I, no, 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 I know Patrick. Mahomes. No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. I take that back. You're right because because when they had four, it was the fourth quarter. Brock Purdy got the ball back with five minutes and like 45 seconds left. And I thought to myself, you're tied. You drive down the field. You kick a field goal. Like this, this is this is it. Like this is what you do. Well, sorry, actually, I think they were up. They were up three at that point because Patrick Mahomes got it back, and they kicked the field goal and went to went to half. Um, no, they drove down the field and, and kicked the field goal. But anyway, they they had it with five minutes and forty five seconds left, roughly starting, and you give it back to Patrick Mahomes with like two minutes left, bro. Like, what are you doing? It's like a minute. Yeah, a little under two minutes. Yeah, but was like- that was because. They couldn't convert on that third down with yeah. the McDuffie blitz. Yeah, that's why that was so crucial. So that's where I, I I agree with you that, 
Like I think that can go 50-50 though. Honestly, like you could say the Chiefs won that like they they st- defense stepped up in that moment because if I remember okay, they're on the Kansas City 35. So it was I'm thinking of maybe the overtime. Yeah, the overtime play they went all the way down to like the 2-yard line. They had to kick the field goal because the defense held with like second and third down because CMC had that run and they went to like on, that yeah, that third down play cuz did, did you rewatch did you rewatch that though? The one that Chris Jones was on his neck. Which one? The the deep throw the, to the right oh, to Depot? No, the, the over the over the overtime where they had to settle for a field goal in the, their first possession of overtime. Well, their only possession of overtime. If you look at that third down play, I want two fans. If you're listening along and you're able to go look it up, that third down play in the 49ers possession of overtime right before they had to kick the field goal. You know why Chris Jones is right in Brock Purdy's face? Because the right tackle, the San Francisco 49ers right tackle, this man is lost. This man, the ball is snapped and he is looking to his right and he blocks absolute freaking, um, hold it up. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I just said his name. Uh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones, right in front of him to his left, right? Set on the, on the pre-snap. They snap the ball. This dude, this right tackle goes towards the right. There is no one there. And Chris Jones says, oh, I got... He goes untouched okay. towards Brock Purdy. You know what the worst part is? Brandon Ayuk runs a sweet route, and he's wide open. But Brock Purdy doesn't even have a chance... Like time to even breathe before Chris Jones is already on him because the right tackle just totally just blew it let's take a look here so yeah i'm 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 caught up to speed they're on the looks like the like eight and a half yard line third and four and yeah this is the second overthrow yeah is it yeah i'll watch this again but you're absolutely right chris jones essentially was untouched going like it's it's one of those hilarious ones like if you if you're looking at the play as a whole you don't really like you're like yeah, damn okay you can block anybody but if you look at that right tackle, bro, you're like, what are you what are you doing? Like what yeah. what is this? <laughs> yeah, he didn't he literally didn't block anybody. Like he literally and, didn't. He didn't block anybody. And that's crazy. So and that's, that's why that's, I t- it's not Brock Purdy's fault because there was a similar play also in the fourth quarter that was an mm-hmm. over. And I don't think that's Brock Purdy's fault because that's not. you just have Chris Jones on his neck. But also the flip side of it is I don't think Bosa had the same impact as Chris Jones. Like I think Chris Jones won that battle. Now, now here's the counter to that. That's because you're Nick Bosa, that whole D line as a whole, their role, they weren't going for sacks. They were lane integrity. Bosa and Chase Young, all their main priority was to keep Mahomes from moving laterally. They want him to move. Keep him within that pocket. Contain him. Because you know Mahomes, as soon as you break that integrity and he's able to move off to the side and extend the play, because, you know, he could just run off to the side, but he's not running full speed. He's doing that Mahomes thing where he could just, like, he can wait, 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 wait until, oh, Kelsey's open. Boom. Hit him. But if you keep him from going side to side, kind of like how they were saying with um, Kansas City versus Baltimore, Mm -hmm. like, Lamar Jackson, you just need to keep him from going side to side. 
and contain I mean, him. That still doesn't. That's it. Contain him, but still, if he's like okay, he steps up in the pocket, but the pocket eventually collapses. It's just I, no, because then because then you have the D tackles in there as well. Okay. My point is that I think Chris Jones had a bigger impact on the game than Nick Bosa. Well, that's just well. I'm telling you that your lack of football knowledge is what's okay. making that assessment. Because Nick Bosa, first of all, I don't is know if you've seen record. the video. Is a game yeah. record. I don't know if you've seen the videos on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't realize Kansas City got called for zero holding, zero holding calls the whole game, that offensive line. And I've seen so many clips of that offensive line just fucking tackling, like just grabbing and tackling the San Francisco 49ers D line. So that's, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to like be like, hey, the refs are on their side. Yeah, yeah. But when you start seeing that shit, you're like, Hey, bro, what's going on here? You know? Yeah, it's there. There is certain. There are certainly some uh, some aspects of the game that seemed a little skewed, but it is what it is, dude. It's the biggest. I mean, at the same time, like you can also think the refs are human, and it's the biggest you know game of the year. It was apparently. Do you know the stat? It is the most watched. It's the most watched televised event since the moon landing, which was in the 60s, like late 60s. No, I, I heard it was ever. Okay. Well, possibly ever. Of all time, yeah. Of all time. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> that sounds better than since the moon landing, but still. Um, with that kind of pressure, I mean, you know, I mean, you make one bad call and like people explode. It's like there could be some hesitation, some things like I mean, you gotta you gotta add the human element to it, bro. A little bit. I'm not saying they're not professionals. They're not, you know, made for or built for this uh, the the stage. But yeah. But but here's the thing, you know. I I, I mean the zero holding. Um, I'm not defending the zero holding. Like that's bullshit. There was definitely holding. I watched a lot of holding. I'm not defending that. That's bullshit. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like me getting on Shanahan about like apparently he didn't study enough or do his due diligence. The Chiefs have are the most have the most holding calls and have had the most holding calls on them all season as the refs coming in i mean do you do some tape i mean i'm pretty sure you watch some tape as refs you know like what do these players like to do you know what i mean and you know you, 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 hey they they hold a lot so we we need to make sure we watch out for that these chiefs and yet not one holding call gets called like come on brother i mean there's, it's a little weird, but it sucks. It sucks, I guess is the best word to say. It sucks. It's okay. I mean, I, I, it's, it's the way it is. And, I mean, if people want to call conspiracy, but, yeah, definitely zero holding calls against a team like that. I mean, we, I saw plenty of replays with – I remember one specifically, definitely with Nick Bosa in the ground and blocking the back for sure. <laughs> oh, and that, I saw one of the worst ones I saw too was the on the blitz. Remember when they blitzed on that overtime? Uh, the only time they really blitzed the whole game when they hit when Mahomes hit Rasheed Rice on the crossing route for the oh, yeah, third yeah, yeah. down. Yeah. So <laughs> Fred Warner is the one that blitzed up the middle, bro. Uh, McKinnon. <laughs> Imagine, you know how small McKinnon is, and Fred yeah. Warner's a big dude, bro. And McKinnon just like just grabbed his, like pretty much like grabbed yeah. him and tackled him to the ground. It's like nothing, but ultimately, um, I believe 
more so. The 49ers lost this game, but also I think this game reveals just it doesn't matter how good your team is, how great your team is. Coaching, bro. Coaching is so important because you have Kyle Shanahan who just, in my opinion, just blew it. But on the other side, you you mentioned it earlier. That drive, first of all, the in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter, and then OT. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mahomes, Mahomes is amazing, spectacular. But dude, that's Andy Reid. That's all Andy. Dude, Andy Reid was the one that's in his bag. When you got wide receivers running wide open, that's not Mahomes. I'm sorry. That is yeah. Andy Reid, man. He would and the you you mentioned the 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 third, I think it was a third and one when he had that sprint. Yeah. That uh dude, I I just looked at that and I, I, I my jaw fourth and one. It was a fourth and one? It was for the game. It was, it was an overtime. Yeah, yeah. Where he scrambled for like 15, 20 yes. yards or something. Yeah. Dude, my jaw was on the floor because I was like, bro, they this is one like they just had in the bag, like yeah, all season long. Like they just held it in there. Cause Trust me, if they want, if they would have ran that play any amount of times during the regular season, I think Nick Bosa was on that right end. Nick Bosa would have would have stayed. Like if it's any other quarterback, Lamar Jackson, like a running quarterback, the DN is staying there to con- like to yeah. watch. You know, kind of like an option. You. You and I, nobody saw that. We didn't expect that. We're last thing we I expected was like Mahomes to like scrap. Uh, yeah, that play, nine, that play nine, design, nine run. That play was beautiful. That was a and it was wide, wide open, bro. Like I'm talking about that that thing like split like Noah's Ark, like Noah and Noah's Ark when he split up the water, bro. Yeah, like that yeah. shit just like wide open. So like I mean. For a, how much I'm bagging on Shanahan, bro. I'm, Andy Reid is that dude, bro. Like he is. He might be the goat, bro. Like I, I'm taking Andy Reid over Bill Belichick any day of the week, bro. In their primes, I don't give a fuck. I'm taking Andy Reid, bro. So what you're saying, offense over defense, the best offensive coach, head coach of all time, and the best defensive head coach of all time. That's literally what it is. So that's I don't want to like jump in to this per se, but like I it just is a perfect segue. Like to me, I think Patrick Mahomes at the end of his career will end up being the greatest player of all time. And that's not to say Tom Brady, you know, that, that this will go on forever. But I think that if you have the greatest offensive head coach of all time paired with a talent like Patrick Mahomes and the productivity and the level of success that he's had at 28 years old, hasn't even broken 30. I mean, this is this is insane. And we see Aaron Rodgers coming off the Achilles, you know, going into his 40s and Tom Brady playing well into his 40s. So don't know what's going to happen in 10 years of you know sports medicine, how well that's going to go. So he could play well into his late thirties, most likely. And so my point being is I think Andy Reed being the head coach and being offensive minded, as long as Andy Reed is there, Patrick Mahomes has the potential to be the greatest player of all time. And I don't, I don't even think it's like, it's like, as difficult as is like another scenario would be like he is in the best position with his 
God-given ability, talent. Travis Kelsey can play another couple of years at least. And Andy Reid being the greatest offensive-minded head coach of all time. It's 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 like he could I mean this is number 3 and he's 28 years old, dude. I mean this is like he could he could keep going. This is not going to be an issue. Barring so, in my humble opinion, I believe you know, the first few years of Mahomes' career um that was they won pretty much based off of his just ability, his amazing ability. These past couple years, I think Andy Reid is like it's a combination of them. Because I was watching I was watching the fourth quarter, specifically one play. They were like uh, the 49ers were running like a deep safety. It looked like cover one, but they were actually hiding cover two. And I forgot the receiver, but he ran like a you know 17 yard corner route essentially. It was a uh, Watson. Yeah, it was either and, Watson or Noah Gray. And Tony Romo was on the on the com it was on the mic saying like, essentially like that was Mahomes. Like that was a great play call by Andy Reid. But the fact that Mahomes identified that, like he said, I think specifically, which Romo, there's all the memes and jokes about him, like you know, romance with Mahomes. But mm-hmm. uh, like he he's he's developed his defensive like reading defensive that 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 ability. So I give him some credit. It's not only Andy Reid. You have to actually. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying it's only Andy Reid, but it, it's like take, you know, these these past two years. We we've talked about it. These Chiefs teams, especially on offense, they're not they're not really the most talented. Um, but I mean, Tom Brady was kind of the same way, dude. He just they just win, dude. Both of them. They just they just find ways to win. Like there was not even a doubt in my head when he got the ball in overtime with like five minutes left, regardless. I mean, we knew it was going to go into a second quarter, which I didn't know, but I knew he was going to drive down the field and score. Like I just, I just knew he was, you know, it's that same feeling you get with Tom Brady. It's they just win. Bear bear with me here. It's, it's different, bro. You got it. I need you to think deeper, bro. Cause like Brady had Belichick. Belichick's a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Offensive play caller, what he had Bill O'Brien for a little bit, or and Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels. Like, these are all guys that became head coaches and flop, they they sucked. Okay, and so, yes, in those instances, you'd be like, Well, there's one common denominator, Tom Brady. I'm not saying I'm not trying to bag on Patrick Mahomes, this is more of like giving Andy Reid his flowers, but these roster Chiefs rosters from the past two years, offensively, they're all right. They're they're really not that good. And I think take Andy Reid out of the equation, Mahomes still can get to the playoffs, yes. I don't think they're winning they're winning Super Bowls. That little extra oomph to win Super Bowls is Andy Reid because he he knows the plays to call. He he's just a man. He's he's an offensive mastermind, and he knows he sets Patrick up to be what he is like, I the you. best of the best. And I I it's just hard to I mean because it's not there. It's a lot of what if, like yeah, maybe if you 
put him on the 49ers, put him as a 49ers quarterback, like, oh, yeah, they'll blow through the league because they'll be the most talented team, like, ever. But I don't know. When you got shoddy play calling like Kyle Shanahan doing what, what he's doing, it's kind of like that's what lose you games. I mean, that, so funny, bro. You always find a way to like tie back to just shitting on Kyle Shanahan, bro. Dude, I am, I am full on. And then <laughs> also, bro, excuse to get back to that, <laughs> dude. You, I, I mean, am I wrong? Like, did Kyle, I, it, we're not going back to this. Yes, I told you you're right, dude. We're not going to just, my question was really, my statement was, I think. That it is, it's not guaranteed, obviously. I think people that would think that are silly, but I think that it is a real possibility, similar to when I was on here talking about LeBron. Granted, I mean, LeBron was, you know, 15 years in his career or whatever at this point when I was saying it, but still, I said, like, if he, if he keeps going, like, he's going to be, in my mind, better than, than Jordan. And I'm kind of sitting here early on starting to say, like, I mean, if you kind of look at it, I mean, he could keep going and, like, it's like he's 28 years old. He's won three. Andy Reid sticks around. You know, Travis t- sticks around. Like and Taylor Swift sticks around. <laughs> like it's, it's probably gonna keep winning if she's in the stadium. <laughs> How about this? I feel like Mahomes and Jordan are very much kind of alike, whereas LeBron and Brady are alike. Um, when I say that, because you know Jordan had the Hall of Fame coach. Bill Jackson, um, Mahomes, Andy Reid. Yes, I already know. Tom Brady has Bill Belichick, blah, blah, blah. Bill Belichick's a fucking defensive coordinator. Do, do people not understand that? So, so Tom Brady, offensive play caller. I'm kind of shitting on Bill Belichick, bro. Bill Belichick's the greatest of all time. He's a defensive-minded guy. We all, okay. we all know that. He's okay. not. Uh, defensive but, it's the old adage. It's true. It was true for this game, bro. 25-22 going into OT. And then... Like, what was the over-under on this? Over-under was 46 and a half. Bro, they barely broke the over and they went into OT. Nah, but it closed at like... Either it closed at 47 and a half or 48. Okay, so, so they hit the under going into OT, bro. Defense so it was, was, a, it was a It was a hook. Um, I, I just... I still think Bill Belichick is a better, like, I mean, he's in my head, not better. There's, I don't want to use the word better. In my head, he's a higher rank. Like, it's, I mean, you know, I'm not saying Andy Reid is, you know, step below him. I just think that, like, Bill Belichick is still in a class of his own in my head. He is the dude because he was also the GM. So it's like, to me, that I know that doesn't add to the coaching side of things, but like having full control over that team and the facility and everything. And like winning six Super Bowls, that is that's something to me. Like that's <laughs> you know, well, I, I, I actually, I mean, yes and no because Andy Reid has to make best with the team that he's given. Okay, come on, dude, you can't just flip that. Like I'm giving Bill Belichick credit for having full control of the building right. and still winning, and you tell me. Well, it's kind of a negative to Andy Reid because if Andy Reid had full control of the building, maybe he could do better. No, this dude. is what I know. All I know is if Andy Reid were to get let go of the Chiefs Who is tonight, the GM of the Chiefs, bro, because he drafted Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I think he's doing it, all right. 
if the Chiefs were to let go of Andy Reid tonight, he'll have a job by tomorrow morning. Oh, Bill Belichick, this man, and you know what? Wherever he would have, he you oh, could take you go go send him over to the Chicago Bears. I bet you he turns them into a playoff team. Bill I'm Belichick sure came and get a job. That's cheap because we all know why. Why? That's because he was the GM and the head coach. And so it's a strange scenario interviewing him for just a head coach role. Or do you want him as a GM? Or It really was a scenario that worked well in New England, but transferring it to another team is not as simple. Bill Belichick, like at the Arthur, uh, Arthur, Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons, came out and said that Belichick didn't wasn't trying to get the GM job. Like he wasn't. Bill Belichick was just interviewing to be the head coach. Okay, and I don't know where this assumption you're getting that he wanted to be GM and head coach every wherever he interviewed at. I'm just saying that that was the role he came out of, and so it's 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 a different like the the success he had in New England. You cannot say it is a parallel to what he would do as just the head coach because it is two different. It's like apples and oranges. So that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he went around interviewing that coach. Also, you're absolutely right that Andy Reid would get a job and Bill Belichick didn't. Also, because offensive-minded, defensive-minded. What have we seen since Sean McVay got hired, bro? They're only hiring offensive-minded people besides Miko. Besides Miko. And? Harbaugh. Honestly, I don't even know what Harbaugh is. No, not the... not. Uh, e- not either the one. one. I don't know what either Harbaugh. one. No, no, no. They're the, just coaches. John, John Harbaugh came from Michigan. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is... is he's all awesome. of, John Harbaugh all, played... Sorry, go for it. What what I'm trying to say is all of Belichick's success came with the greatest of all time. How do you rank Belichick? Number two all time? Number five all time? Number 10 all time? He's number two behind number one, Andy Reid. Okay, talk about overreaction, bro. Hilarious. You you see, this is the same shit as Jordan and Michael. Six to three. Looky, here we are again. I always Andy defended Reed. Jordan because he had six, and you picked LeBron even when he had three. And so it wasn't until the fourth that I swapped over to your side. I was like, it's good enough for me. But all the way still, you were saying it was the best. And here's Andy Reid with three rings <coughs> and Belichick with, with six doing it again. Come on, bro. Recency yes, if you want, I, I guess if you want to simplify it like a dum-dum. And not well, actually yeah, like okay, who's the dumb dumb recency buys? We're two days off a of Super Bowl, the coach just won, and the other one can't get a job, and you're saying, Oh yeah, he's ranked number one now. Like, Bro, because on, one of one of his Bill Belichick, his six Super Bowls came off of Tom Brady. Other than Tom Brady, okay. before Tom Brady, oh, after Tom Brady, he has had he has no Andy Reid was your coach of Philadelphia. Alex Smith. Why didn't they win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith if if, if Andy Reid's that good, huh? If you're going to pull the Belichick and Brady thing, I'm going to pull the Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It's the same he shit. Was, he was winning games with your Eagles, bro. I understand that. Did he win a Super Bowl? No. Okay. We're talking Super Bowls. No, I'm talking greatness, bro. <laughs> How do you measure greatness? Shit, everything, bro. Everything? The Super Bowls? I mean, Bowls I mean if you want to be a simple, like, if you want to be a simple two-cell, brain-cell human and be like, oh, six You're like, your petty insults are like, why are you throwing petty insults? We're having a sports conversation. Because, because like, why are, do you not, like, why are you just saying 6'3"? Six, 6'3", three? Six, three, that's all I hear, 6'3". Can you well, dig well, deeper? Some other stats that you'd like to reference, or what would you like to reference? Just the aura I, since two days ago they won the Super Bowl? Or, like, what do you reference? I believe, okay, 
I've only Bel- referenced like that. Said, Belichick, all his success came from Brady. Okay. And now, you know, may not make maybe true, maybe false, but from what his record, track record, his co- coaching career says, okay, with Brady, great. Without Brady, kind of, kind of mid. So it makes you believe, man, it, not that it's true or not true, but you start thinking, dang, was Brady really the reason why, like, reason for his success? Whereas Andy Reid, I don't think, in my humble opinion, you don't point at Andy Reid's coaching career and be like, oh, he won championships because of Patrick Mahomes. I think they work in unison together in which, like, Patrick Mahomes wins three Super Bowls because of Andy Reid, and Andy Reid wins three Super Bowls because of Patrick Mahomes. It's a mutual relationship there. Whereas, what? What? Why are you making this? Whereas what? Whereas Belichick Brady, like I said, Belichick, his he's not an offensive coach. That's all you've had to say about him. You haven't said anything else. You just said he's not an offensive coach. That's why I'm picking Andy Reid over him. He's not all he's not an offensive play. He's not the reason why he's not the reason for Brady's success. Okay. Is Andy Reid the reason for Patrick Mahomes' success? Yes, they work together. You're, you're, you're crediting Andy Reid for Patrick Mahomes' both of, success. Both of them. I, I, I'm saying it's a mutual, it's a mutualistic thing. Andy Reid and Patrick Tom Mahomes Brady did it all on his own, and Bill Belichick. It wasn't a mutual relationship for twenty years over you know ten Super Bowl. No, Bill Belichick coached a a great defense, but Brady. Obviously, we we see Brady is the okay oomph, like he's the reason why we won these Super Bowls. Whereas, see, so you got me all like my brain all mixed up now, but. I'm just confused because you gave Andy Reid credit for Mahomes' success, but like Tom Brady, I guess, did it on his own. Like, I don't, I'd have to look up how many play callers he had, but I mean, we talk about it all the time. Whenever you swap play callers, it's usually pretty difficult. So there's probably some stability in the building that was constant that kept that relationship smooth throughout 20 years. So I'm not going to discredit Bill Belichick and give all the credit for any offensive performance in the Patriots last 20 years to Tom Brady. Like I'm going to also head coach. Brady, Brady won. Brady won a Super Bowl without Belichick. Belichick didn't. So, <laughs> okay. I, I don't mean, know why he became a Belichick hater. Like he's the greatest. No, we were praising him a couple of weeks ago and now you're a he's, hater. He's the second Brady greatest. He won the Super Bowl. He's the second greatest. Bad luck. It's a bad Cause, look. Because what I saw, what I saw, Andy Reid wasn't even in the conversation a couple weeks ago. So that's you can go listen. What to I saw from Andy Reid, <laughs> and now he's number one overall. <laughs> what I saw from Andy Reid, it's because it might also be because, like you know, when you're going against a bag of shit like Kyle Shanahan, I mean, maybe it just makes you look that much better. Um, <laughs> okay, don't think Kyle Shanahan's a bag of shit. Think he's probably one of the best i mean top five coach in the league i would say i mean he's yeah but if i was in the super bowl i would not want him as my coach i mean i'll tell you that much he's been in the super bowl a few times i'd want him as my coach because he's been in the super bowl a few times then i mean i guess i, I prefer to win super bowls not 
consistently lose Super Bowls. I mean, who's he? He's lost to the Chiefs the last two years, right? Or no, sorry, the Eagles played last year. So who did he lose to? A co- he lost to the Chiefs two times. He, Patrick Mahomes twice, and Andy. Okay, Reed. So he got out outplay called by the goat of offensive play calling, and Andy Reid twice. So he's not a bag of shit because of that reason. Who was the third one? I don't remember the third one. Um, Atlanta Falcons versus New England Patriots, twenty-eight to three. Is the coach of the Falcons that year? He was the offensive coordinator. Oh, well, that's I'm talking about head coach. I mean, he still he was still very much a huge part. He was the offensive play caller, and the offense is what. And it's funny because he did the exact same thing. He when they were up coming out of half, he got shitted on because they kept throwing, throwing, throwing the ball instead of just running it, which helped New England eventually come back win that game that's why it just i don't understand this man keeps doing the same thing over and over again it's like eventually you got like you would learn like like if i came on same thing over and over again expecting a different result he must be insane if i came on here every every episode and said that you know andy reads the goat and made the same argument over and over again which is same reaction like what i mean what what else was it's going to be the same episode every single time he's an offensive minded head coach it's fine man it's just it's upsetting bro like you are just always tied back to shit on kyle shanahan i won't allow the slander to keep going you have gotten enough out we're done with the shitting on turnovers turnovers were were killer thank you um the also, on, you, the, on the first possession was surprising. Very surprising. Also, also, when you actually get Patrick Mahomes to make a mistake, you get an interception. Yeah. Don't fucking three and out, bro. Come on. Like, this is what I mean by 49ers lost this game. Um, Here we go. <laughs> You're going to say the same shit. The play calling by Kyle Shanahan in the second half. You say the same shit. <laughs> it's just the attention to detail um i like uh chris broussard said uh he made a good kind of basketball analogy um mike d'antoni he's like man everybody knows mike d'antoni's great coach yeah yeah like everybody loves him you would want him on your team but when it came to those playoffs like deep playoff runs and whatnot it was always the attention to detail that he he just he can never get kind of like a, a Greg Popovich or, you know, other, other winning coaches. And he's like, I see the same thing in Shanahan. He's like, when it comes to these big games, these Super Bowl games, he just, the attention to detail is kind of, you know, just, and the main thing is hearing players speak on both sides. Um, you know, I'm alluded or uh, I talked about earlier how some of the 49ers, players didn't know the new overtime rules. Whereas you go on the chiefs, they're like, you know, Patrick Mahomes and them, they're like, Oh yeah, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like we, we walked through this, this scenario, whatnot, like it, it, it's kind of like one, one team just like they had a good teacher that got them prepared for the exam. Like, here we go. But in, in the thing is in the super bowl, that's, 
the little things is what matters. I mean, the, those details. I mean, I don't know what that right tackle was doing, bro. I I want to know what the play yeah. call was, like in the headset. And I want to know what the right tackle heard and then what he thought he was supposed to do and what he saw uh, and what he thought he was supposed to do. Cause, yeah. That that and that's the thing too. Like, Chiefs' offensive line might not be the best. But these players, when it's like fourth quarter, it's not just Mahomes. It, all these got huh? how many? How many non? How many missed holding calls though? Yeah, let, let's let's just disregard the holding calls. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive here. Okay. Let's disregard the holding calls. Circle back to shitting on Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Somehow I will still shit on Kyle Shanahan because it's sad. Because Brock, I thought I thought Brock Purdy like played good i mean i thought he did i thought he played i thought he played i thought he played really good i thought he was he was um he wasn't he didn't shy away from the moment at all he was there he was ready for it it just it just wasn't in the cards He, he wasn't set up for success um but you know the Chiefs. They 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 are just. That's the thing. That's what you got to go against. If you let them hang around this long, when it comes to that fourth quarter, and if it goes to overtime, the thing is, all the players, they're gonna be on their on their p's and q's, because mm. that that's. They're built that way. They're they're coached that way, and so that's that's the thing when you let them hang around for too long. Cause then you're you're if if you can't really knock them out, get them out of the game, bro. You're gonna start you're gonna start you know getting a little nervous. You're gonna be like, oh my god, like this is a little close. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 crazy. And I I took a lot away from this Super Bowl, and I don't know if it's because you know because of being sick. I I was like there at home, just on the couch, taking it all in, instead uh, of being out and about like all the hate, just hate. You know, you know what's so funny, and I and I just realized this. Everything that you said about Andy Reid and you know this union, I said all this last week, and when, and why I picked the Chiefs. I didn't go into such great detail. But I, you, I, you know, I said I'm picking the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like that's why I'm picking the Chiefs. And you went into extreme detail on how the 49ers are a better team and Kyle Shanahan. And and here you are, you flip the coin completely. You're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, because dude, like I, like you said it, they had the better team. The 49ers should have won this game. So and tell me I don't and, football because I picked the right team. No, you just kind of, oh, I'm going for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You picked the 49ers two weeks Look, prior to the Super Bowl, actually. Because, dude, honestly, I and don't I like the Chiefs. You, I, like, I don't know. I don't like the Chiefs. I do not. I am tired of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But the thing is, after this, bro, I'm, I kind of like just got over it. I was just like, man, I can't even like. I can't even be mad at you anymore, bro. Like that hey, that's how now you love Andy Reid, love him, think he's the greatest. <laughs> hey dude, he on that on that last drive, he won me over. Hey, 
Trust me. Dude, uh, we've seen that like a hundred times before. Like I've always respected Andy Reid's play calling. He's got, dude, he's one of the best coaches of all time. Like we've known this. But but I was I, I was just, but I was still certified hating though because I, I really didn't want them to win. Okay. But at a certain point, it's just like I got tired of I, I got tired I got tired of hating, and I was just like. I think it was that one fourth and one scramble play, bro. That it won me over, bro. I, I love that play call. And you yeah. know, as a as an offensive Madden play caller myself, oh, it'd be hard sometimes. You know, when you when you need that drive, it'd be hard to call them right plays. And man, he just, bro, he didn't even break a sweat, bro. He probably had a burger under in his pocket. Like, oh yeah, we're about to do this. Let's go. All right, bro. Game time. It's kind of like a, I don't know, man. Last, uh, last couple of things I'll point out because I'm not just going to straight up hate on Kyle Shanahan like you are. Um, because this is, I'm not going to allude to the play calling here. I will just say this is looking at the picture of all these stats and everything here, the box score. Um, Debo Samuel had three touches uh, in, through the air, three touches on the ground. Uh, check touched the ball three times. Um, George Kittle had two catches. Juwan Jennings had four. Brandon Ayuk had three. So, meanwhile, I mean, top players over there. Travis Kelsey got nine. He targeted ten times. Rasheed Rice, six receptions. Isaiah Greenlaw. Six. Um, Greenlaw. No, Greenlaw was yeah. the Greenlaw huge. running off the field, getting injured. That was I've never thank you for my because I actually just remember that when right before you said it. The uh uh Drake Greenlaw running on the field, that was um huge. Achilles, right? Achilles. Yes, Achilles. That's, yes. Uh, I've never seen anything like that before. On the That's how you knew it was bad. That's how you knew it was bad I because saw he, on Twitter a guy re quoted it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh he had said something that I really agreed with. It was essentially like, you know, the lack of like discipline by him to like, cause if you watched him, he was like bouncing and stuff. I get that he was excited and like, it was a freak accident, but like, it was like, if you watched him, he kind of like jumped on the field before the play was over. And then he like ran, like, it was just, I don't know. It just seemed like unnecessary. I don't know if that's something that players normally do is they like, if that's how he does it every time. And this is just a freak accident. But it did seem kind of like unnecessary. If that makes I'm sense. I, I'm not gonna hate on I'm not gonna hate on the man because I, I get what you're saying. I'm, gonna I'm not gonna hate on the man because like as soon as they came out, the defense came out. Greenlaw was run like that man was flying over the field, and you could tell he was. Okay. This guy said this dead ass the most unserious, goofiest, strangest, and concerning injury I ever seen in my life. So he did not yes. articulate it better than me, but that's what I took from it. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame him because like and that when before he got injured, those first couple drives, that man was flying over the field. And you could tell how it like it it was nice to see somebody just so excited. Like you could you could tell that man was excited to be in the super playing in the Super Bowl. And not only that, he was over here making tackles for losses. He was flying all over the field. Dude, did you Man. see the, the Chiefs had five fumbles? Are you just five. looking at the stat sheet? Yes. No, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I'm just seeing this. Like, I realized they had a, like 
an abnormal amount of fumbles with five. They only lost one of them. That's crazy. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there were some bad snaps and stuff like that. Yeah. The ball bounced their way a lot of times. But I think Greenlaw was also a huge, like, just huge killer because I I wish I could I could pull it up. I really don't think I'll be able to. I saw some stats for the replacement Burks, I think his name was. Yeah. Look, they did like when he was he was thrown to like nine times and apparently Mahomes had a damn near perfect passer rating when throwing towards him and what it was just I mean linebacker, especially when you're going against Travis Kelsey. Linebackers are so important and I knew once Greenlaw went down, I was like, ah, dude, like that, that was just, you didn't need that. It was already kind of, it's the Chiefs, it's Mahomes, it's Travis Kelsey. It's already hard as it is to kind of put a stop to that offense. And the thing is, you could tell when they figured out, figured it, figured it out too, when the Chiefs started that drive on like their, inside their five-yard line, and they hit Kelsey on a flat for like 12 yards for the first down. And they kind of they found it. They're like, oh, okay. And I think that flat, that's where Greenlaw was missing. His instincts, his, his IQ was missing. I think he would have been there. Um, you know, like they say, the linebacker is quarterback of the defense. Um, that was killer. Yeah, uh, it, it, it sucked to see that on such a weird, you know, that was weird thing. About that one. I think that's like just about everything, though. Like the way I don't going. know. I might, I might not be done shitting on Kyle Shanahan. I don't know. I'm not going to listen anymore, but. <laughs> Are <laughs> you um, like tying everything back to shitting on Kyle Shanahan? I mean, like like I said, um, it, it, it's hard for me not to because I can't look at any specific player stop. or just stop or anything. Um, you were mentioning the game was it was an overtime uh, Super Bowl game. Uh, you mentioned Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and their um, you know receptions. That's because fucking Sneed and <laughs> McDuffie had them had their asses locked up, uh, locked up. I mean, it wasn't that. for a lack of trying. Debo had eleven targets. It wasn't for a lack of trying, man. I'm, <laughs> eleven I'm targets. I'm with you. You pulled up a stat sheet as well. Stat sheet's my friend when we talk sports, bro. I got I got to reference something. Uh, Steve Spagnolo, flowers to Steve Spagnolo as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Good defense. It's it. I mean, like, it, it was a great, great game. Two stats I wanted to say for you, real quick. Um, the Chiefs had double the amount of snaps in opponents' territory to the 49ers. Um, and the 49ers did not have a snap inside the red zone until the fourth quarter. So, two stats for you, right there. Here's another stat if the 49ers would have somehow won. I Don't. wouldn't have accepted anything less than a Juwan Jennings Super Bowl MVP. That's true. Nothing less. Juwan Jennings, if the ball would have went the other way, Juwan Jennings Super Bowl MVP, That's 100%. Right. The, I will say 
he is the one player on that San Francisco side that like bumped it. And he's like, okay, this is Super Bowl. We got to bump this shit up another level. I, I don't know if it's because we just didn't expect anything out of him, but he, he would, when you needed that third down play or something, for some reason, it was Jawan Jennings. But at the same time, when you have two all pro corners locking down your two top receivers, I mean, I think maybe you should be targeting a Juwan Jennings a little bit more, ta- attacking those weaker corners. George Kittle with two receptions for four yards. Travis Kelsey, nine receptions for 93 yards. That was, that is huge. Chiefs just have assembled like guys that they might not be the best. They might not be. Well, besides Mahomes, uh, outside of Mahomes, they might not be the best in Travis Kelsey. But like, you know, you got on the coaching side first, Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo. I don't know. Sorry, Steve Spagnuolo for waiting so long to really give you your flowers. But and is there a bet? Is is there? I've been giving Andy Reid his flowers the whole time. That's what I meant, bro. (laughs) What are you talking about? The whole podcast. I just meant the whole like. Okay, I thought you meant like, you know, for a while now, like of actual time, not okay, keep going. Anywho, um, <laughs> Spagnolo is probably one of the best, just big time game play callers on D. So you got Andy Reid on the offensive side, master big time, big game play caller. And then you got on a D. It's not fair. Like they need like a, a Dan Quinn needs to be their defensive coordinator because they can't have it on both sides. And then you got like, and then you got these players that um, uh, Chris Jones, I mean, Chris Jones is great, but the thing is Chris Jones could be quiet for a little while. And then next thing you know, Oh, big third down Chris Jones, just boom. He's in your QB's face, no matter what. And I'm just like, how sway. And then, and then next thing you know, you got, you, Hey, we got Ayuk wide open. Uh, Sneed said, "Yeet, no, he's not." I mean, it's just it's it's all around. Just it's hard. It's gonna be hard to beat this team if you know with that kind of core, with no that shit. core they have going. Huh? We've witnessed that. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> It's, it's, it's gonna continue to be hard because because like be difficult Dude, because it's like Super Bowl champs. It's gonna be a little difficult to take them down. It's just because we. It's gonna take a team that just has that. I feel like every you know the Bills. The Bills ain't ever gonna beat the Chiefs because they just Josh Allen is just. I'm sorry, Mahomes is Josh Allen's dad. The Josh Allen. I mean, the Bills are never going to – that's why – I think that's why Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow is really the only – well, not really. He is the only active quarterback that can beat – that has beaten Patrick Mahomes and can beat because he's, he's just Joe cool. He's just cool. He's just like, hey, man, we're just going to do this. I miss Joe Burrow, bro. I'm excited for him to come back next year. And I think C.J. Stroud got, got that in him. I think yeah. they got that in them because you know what? The Young Bucks – and they don't know any better. It was a great season. Great NFL season. Man. It really was. It's what a over. Super Bowl. Hey, I want, I, want, I want some money. I want, I want some money, though. Attaboy. I may you be know, uh, 
maybe dipping my toe in the gambling made of uh, hey bro i was lit I made a few downloads when that when that over two and a half players with a pass attempt hit when Jawan jennings hit that pass attempt i was like let's go brother i was like i knew somebody had to pull some kind it's the super bowl bro somebody gotta pull something bro damn right damn whether right. he completed it or not that's not what they said they just said a past attempt just passed the ball what i was scared for was Jawan Jennings, they set it up, but then Jennings kind of like, oh, yeah, that don't look good. I'm just going to tuck it and run. And I would mm. be like, man, fuck. That's it. Oh, fuck that. He's going to throw it, bro. It's in the Super Bowl. He's going he's gonna to chunk that. Hey, bro. That that was lit. Um, was now, bad beat. Season, dude, great season. That CMC fumble in the first drive. I had over three three minutes and 15 seconds for the first possession. And 49ers were driving. I was like, ooh, this looking good. This is going to – I literally was probably like, if he would have just held on to that ball and just ran the next play, I probably – I think it was close enough it would have hit. But, of course, I had a fumble, and I was just like – Of course. That was, that was the first bet that flopped, and I was like, oh, my God, is this how the rest of the day is going to go? But – Ultimately, I didn't bet Chiefs money line. I should have just to see if Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid could get over the David bet on me curse. You just don't bet on them ever? No, like if I were to bet on them Why and they still know? won, that would have been pretty impressive. <laughs> All right, fair I enough. Mean, I don't understand that quite yet, but I'll, I'm sure I'll get there. Anyway, I mean, advertisements. You you had any favorite ads? Oh, uh, you watch. You you didn't have the audio. No, no, I watched it. I watched them. Um, there wasn't a Budweiser one, was there? No, there was a Bud Light one though. There was a Bud Light one. They're they're trying to come back, being the good graces of the bro. They're trying, dude. So my, my favorites, uh, Dunkin' Donuts was by yes, far my favorite. That one was good. That one was great. Uber Eats. Uh, uh yeah, with Jelly Roll. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, you gotta forget something to remember something. <laughs> um, what else was there? The Pfizer one. No, I'm kidding. The <laughs> Pfizer one, bro, dude. Bro, that was so funny because when we were when I was at the party, that I forgot about that. So when we were at the party, uh, and that commercial was gone, I was sitting there watching, I'm like, pretty damn good commercial. And all of a sudden, Pfizer, right? Like the history, and it's like this is when Pfizer was founded, and yada yada. And dude, I was probably I was with my older brother's friends, and probably 15 of us. There was like all the guys right when they saw Pfizer were just like so loud just booing the commercial it was hilarious so like damn and i i really i texted you i was like damn they snuck that in there dude i didn't expect pfizer to come out like that right and then like you know just like you i saw the pfizer like the name and then i saw pfizer i was like fuck here goes a pfizer yeah, commercial yeah, and at dude. the end it's like help cure cancer i'm like motherfuckers what i'm trying i'm trying to hate on y'all but like I want to cure cancer too, but stop it. <laughs> now y'all go get tried. <laughs> oh, the, the state farm commercial with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Was good. Yeah. That one was good. Yeah. The Dunn Kings. That one was funny with Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck, Jennifer, uh, 
what's her name? I don't remember. J Lo. J Lo's. Thank you. Um, Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, worth remembering the Uber Eats one with Jennifer Aniston. Um, the most annoying one, the Temu, bro. Oh my dude, god, bro. Who let them get bro. that many slots, bro? Dude, for real. Who let them? Hey, so is the Kanye commercial thing real? I'm like looking through the Volkswagen commercial was cool. You remember that one? That was like where it started old school. It was just like a it wasn't like anything special. Yeah. Oh, the wicked trailer I, was good. I'm like obviously going through this list. Deadpool. The Deadpool. I haven't watched the trailer for that. Oh, they had the Mickle Vulture with Messi. That one was cool. Oh, yeah, that one was a good one. Yeah. Um, Jason Momoa T Mobile commercial was funny. Oh, that was that was a good one, yeah. Uh oh, the mullet commercial, the Kawasaki one. Oh yes. Um, let's see. There's I think that's pretty much all of this. Here's to science is what they called it. The Pfizer commercial. Uh Popeyes had a good one. Yeah, I think there's so many of them, dude. It's amazing, like how if you watch it at home, because I watched it at home a couple of years ago and it was kind of nice, right? Like you just, it's like, it's supposed to, it's, it sucks because you want to go to like a party and like, you know, hang out with everybody. But when you watch it at home, you really can like take in like all the commercials and the commentary and like, you really get like, like the full experience. I feel like of the game, um, at least from watching it on television, as opposed to when you're at a party, you're kind of like talking during the commercials. You're not really like you're getting food, whatever. So yeah, I didn't. I, I there's a lot of them, dude, on that list. I just stopped because I didn't want to sit there and keep going. Um, yeah, but yeah, overall, you're 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 right. I think so, we're like below what they normally are, though, don't you think? Like they're usually there's usually like a really good Doritos one. Um, Budweiser's I, always up there. Honestly, like you say, usually I'm at like a Super Bowl party or something, and I don't really get to catch the commercials like that. Yeah. And so this is the first time I'm like, you do see them. You just don't like remember them. Like you asked me that question, like what commercials did you like? I was like, uh, when you start bringing them up, I remember watching them. So, yeah, but I, I, I I don't know. I just feel like whatever the hell it is, dude, what the hell is that? It's like (laughs) (laughs) wish.com. But Uh, great, great, uh, just great. 2023, 2024 season. Um, Um, lots of good surprises i mean from you copying orion's fantasy team here we go to you know the ups and downs to the texans actually becoming a good team right before our eyes stroud house stroud boys um i mean a year ago we were just kind of like Oh yeah, the Texans. Yeah. yeah. To now we're like, let's fucking go. We're ready to rock and roll. We're yeah. we're ready to take over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um so it's crazy. Your quarterback. It's crazy a year what a year can make. And it's crazy what one draft can do for you. Um Yeah, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited for the draft this year. I was thinking about that. I think before the game or maybe right after, I was like, I'm excited to see what the Texans do in the draft because they're yeah. like crushing it. So I'm really intrigued by this uh, number one pick. This yeah, uh, what the Bears it. are what the Bears are going to do? Are they going to say screw it, Justin Fields? We're giving you the boot. We're going to go with uh, oh boy, or we're going to trade away the first pick and 
accumulate even more, more and more. So it's that's going to be pretty interesting. And also, uh, two fans, um, uh, Alex and I have kind of semi talked about this, but I think it's a great idea, anyways, to announce it. We decided every season we're going to start picking a rant. We're going to pick a random team to fan, like. Every year, we're just going to swap it up. And I think there should be some criteria to it. Like, we can't obviously, like, bandwagon, like, the 49ers or something. Like, a good, a great team. I think it has to be, Why like... Why don't we do this? Why don't we do a randomized three selection, and then the other person picks what the team you root for is? No, so, but I want, but I want us three- to root for the same team oh you don't want us to okay i see i see so so we both pick yeah we'll do a randomized like selection of three teams and we'll just pick from there yeah but but we have to make sure we identify certain criteria like say you know do they have to be bad no they don't have to be I, i was thinking more of like middle of the pack like it's just one of those things they can't can't have been like couldn't have won their division the previous season or like, okay, you know, some cri- we will kind of spitball and create some criteria, but no, we're not going to root for the shittiest team ever. Cause then that's no fun. We're just going to sit here and talk about the two win Carolina Panthers. Like, Oh yeah, the Panthers, oh, that's no fun. Yeah. Like, that would be fun. You know, but we, we got to find some, a sweet spot where like, you know, it's a team that that's like not the, best but they have the potential maybe like a like a raiders or vikings (laughs) or something you know like but we'll we'll figure i think it'll be i think it'll be fun and then every year we kind of like switch it around and like kind of spotlight a different team we'll see we can do that we can do that outside of our usual texans and i guess if you're still an eagles fan i don't know i am still an eagles fan I've been an Eagles fan for a while. So, um, yeah, great season, man. It was overall a lot of fun. Uh, sad there's no more football, but at the same time, kind of glad, you know? It's like there's that, like, grace period, usually about a month or two, where it's, like, really glad. But it's we have, like, this rest of this month, and then March Madness starts, and so we're good. <laughs> Once March Madness starts, we're good. It's like we yeah, I, I sent I sent you that that video of like the guy explaining like what <laughs> what guys do after football season. Like, oh no, uh, I didn't see it. I need to resend it to you. I think you'll love it because <laughs> the guy was like, "All right, here." He was like explaining to as if he's explaining to women, like, "All right, women, this is what this is what your guy does like when football season over." Here we got March. He has a big old calendar. Here we got March Madness. So that's just like all all basketball and whatnot. And then April we got the Masters. So yeah, masters, yep. and then uh, he just it goes through the whole calendar, and it we got and it's funny because it, it, it too Olympics, yeah, and, I think and it's funny because all it does it may in my in my head it kind of makes it seem like oh yeah we got this and this and that and then oh yeah and then next thing you know September we ride back at football, football. again maybe <laughs> yeah yeah well actually because then you roll masters and then there's like warm up to like the playoffs for both hockey and NBA mm-hmm. and you've got that. Then we've got the Olympics in July, like through summer. And then by the time it's August, September, then we're back in football. Yeah. So when is the draft? The draft is April, late. It's usually late April. 
late April. So we have that after the Masters. Then we roll into, like I said, the following. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it just doesn't stop. But I think football is probably the heaviest grind, I would say, of all of them to like keep up with consistently. And I say that because it's it's kind of fun. It's fun doing this as long as we've done this. But at the same time, like it is a commitment to sit down and like watch the sports. Cause if I get on here and I've done it a few times <laughs> uh, and not have watched the game or not know what's going on, or it is extremely difficult to bullshit for a whole hour. It is extremely difficult. So it is a true commitment. And I would say football is the heaviest grind. Um, so I'm kind of grateful that we're going to get a little bit of a break here before we go into March madness. Especially, Especially when you're talking to a savant like me, you know, I know it can be a little difficult. I mean, no, absolutely not. I think you just absolutely should apply for the head coaching position of the 49ers. I think uh, Lynch. Uh, hey, you, what was that movie where he, he was like, they know all our plays. They turned, they turned off the Xbox, like they turned off the Xbox or whatever. It's you know, a what movie of the football movie that where they're like, Oh, I think it was a parody movie from way back. Okay. But like the guy was like, oh, they know all our plays. And he turned it's because he had Madden open calling the plays <laughs> for Madden. They turned off the Xbox. Yeah, That's bro. gonna be me if I was a head coach. I'll be there. I'll be there with my tablet. Like, all right. Um, no, you just go back and watch like Andy Reid tape and just copy his plays. <laughs> I'll I'll be like uh single back wing halfback off tackle. We're gonna go halfback rush <laughs> inside zone. <laughs> um it was fun. I've uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, Come up to see you relatively soon. I'm sure we'll get like probably a little vacation in here. I'm sure from the podcast, um, maybe a week or two or something before we hop back into it. Maybe we'll keep going. Who knows? So I'm excited for it. I might. I don't know. UFC is starting to pick up. UFC 300 oh. coming up soon. So I need to watch might. that Elk Boys episode. No, please. Anyway. Um, before we sign off, I just want to apologize yeah. for the two fans to the two fans uh, for. Should you on Kyle Shanahan for an hour and a half? Yes, exactly that. <laughs> it, it was it was a lot. It was a lot of built up like aggression <laughs> that I had to get out because I mean I he. Believe, I can't believe you're apologizing for your take like 45 minutes after. Own that shit, bro. You hated on him so hard. No, I'm apologizing. I'm not apologizing for what I said. I'm apologizing that I had to say it for so long and over and over again. Because <laughs> I just, I, it, I'm, I was just flabbergasted, man. That's all it was. I was just flabbergasted. And uh, I think, I think if they weren't aware of the Kyle Shanahan shitty play calling before listening, they are. Definitely gonna go back and rewatch the game and get about as angry as you are. So I know I think well, you did you did them a justice. I I might go as far as just like make a video of me going over film, you know, like the like the mm-hmm. and just putting it on our on our YouTube or something mm-hmm. or Instagram. Just just that's how that's how that's how that's how like. That's how strongly I feel about this man. Like I might do a film session. I might I might do some stupid Please. voice in the back, like, hey guys, all right. I want to show y'all how look look at this offensive play calling here. Do a film session. <laughs> Draw the X's and the O's. Yeah. 
tapes with the shark. Yes. Run the tape. I'm gonna run the tape. Yeah. I want to show up with like an old camcorder and just like hold it like this, and it's like moving <laughs> around all shittily, <laughs> like we made it from 2005. <laughs> now you see here, this is this guy should have crack bag block, and you pull this guy over. <laughs> Oh, John no, Gruden, bro, in the QB. Camps. One day, one day, that would be one day, one day, that would be funny. Maybe something will piss you off enough, and I'll have like we have the initiative and the motivation to knock that out. But let let the 49ers go to the Super Bowl again. I'm pretty sure Kyle <laughs> Shanahan will find, he will be my 33s and why, bro. That will be my 33s and why. I will make that film video. Oh, that's awesome. All right, two fans. Well, you know where to find us. I hope you enjoyed the football season similar to us. But you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod, Slice Devils Podcast. Recording on a Tuesday today, but going out on a Thursday. So if these takes don't age very well, like something tragic happens, then don't hate on us. We record on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. And uh, we will see you next time.